All right. Welcome to another episode of the Roscoe's Wetsuit Podcast. I am with a special guest today, Dr. Jim Poole. Uh, Dr. Poole has practiced pediatric medicine for over 40 years with a specialty in ADHD. Through his clinic's website and new book, Flipping ADHD on Its Head, Dr. Jim shares a revolutionary approach to maximize the strengths and manage the challenges of ADHD so that the advantages of having fast brain are universally appreciated. Uh, Dr. Poole is a clinical associate of Duke Health. He founded Fast Brain in 2010 on the premise that individuals with ADHD have unique strengths in athletics, business, engineering, medicine, sales, the arts, and the classroom, wherever a quick and adaptable brain shines. Dr. Poole, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, I, I wanted to start off by asking you, you know, as far as what are the, the main misunderstandings about ADHD uh, right now? You know, what are, what are people getting about it and what, what needs to be addressed? Uh, first of all, the name. <laughs> <laughs> Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. All right. So what does that mean? Attention Deficit. Does that mean I have a problem with attention? No. If if all of a sudden I'm sitting here and I look out the window at a helicopter that's landing, does that mean I have an attention problem? No, it means the helicopter is maybe more important than you or the teacher. So what it is, it's, it's really attention described differently. It's, it's a different way of looking at this. And so that's why I came up with the name fast brain because somebody said my brain was fast. I had a, uh, child, uh, actually a high school girl who was, uh, she was all everything, head of her, president of her class, cheer, head cheerleader. I was putting her on medicine and she's now crying. And I thought I did this great job talking with her and her mother. And she said, well, you said that I have ADHD and then I, you're giving me a pill. So something's wrong with me. And I went, whoa, that's not what I think at all. And so I, I said, we got to change the name of this because the the misnomer of this name is horrible. I was, uh, I had shoulder injury, so I was working out with real heavy one pound weights right beside Rod Brendamore, who had won the Stanley Cup uh, on an ex he was on an exercise bike, and he said, "Well, I'm not ADD, but I, I said, but fast brain." He said, "Oh yeah, I'm fast brain." So we came up with that idea that that it is because nobody we don't have an attention deficit. Um, we're always, when your child is not paying attention, they're thinking of something. They're paying attention to the video game. They're paying attention in their mind to something else. Uh, you know, you can be right beside your child and say, can you go get your shoes, please? And they'll go, um, ma'am, what'd you just say? You know, and it's, where were they? Well, you didn't pay attention to me. No, I was thinking about whether I could go outside. And then hyperactivity is we're just we're just active. It's not, you know, and not everybody's hyper. I'm not hyper. My brother had a Harley Davidson in college. So enough said. All right. So, mm. and he is a phenomenal salesperson and he's, he's doing some humongous multi-million dollar projects now. And so his ability to uh, uh, succeed is, is just phenomenal because he adapts and is quick. So, so the biggest problem with ADHD is the daggum name. 
Right, right. And you touched on it a little bit, but tell me more about kind of the, some of the unique advantages or strengths of individuals with ADHD. Cause it, you know, if we change the paradigm from looking at it as, you know, a problem, a disorder, you know, to something that actually is, you know, a different way that the brain is functioning and could be, you know, really harnessed to your benefit. So tell me a little about, you know, some of the strengths. All right. Um, let's look at the difference between a plow horse and a racehorse. So are they, are they each okay? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so what do we, we, we get a plow horse to go plow the North 40. The farmer stops, takes the reins off, goes in and has lunch, comes back and the horse is still sitting there. What does a, what does a racehorse or stallion do in the corral? It goes to all four corners. Uh, I was at a Kentucky Derby. I think I've been to one party in my life and I'm standing there and everybody says, what do you do? And I said, well, I have a thing called fast brain. It's like all those horses that don't want to get in the chute. They're all fighting to get in. They don't want to get in. And then they're off and none of them are running in a straight line. They're all fighting each other. And I went, that's my, that's my kids. So then about a few seconds later, one of the guys that we're all standing around talking goes, what about that, that horse in last place around the first turn? I said, well, in the real world, I guess we just pull him out and say he's a bad horse and send him to remedial horse racing and he must have had too much screen time and didn't sleep well and all the bad attributes. But in my world, I still support that, that horse because one day he might turn into something. And I just kind of quit talking a few seconds later on the back stretch and another person said, look, look at your horse. And he was in the middle of the pack and coming around the last turn, he's in fourth place. And now I'm screaming and yelling at this TV screen at this guy's house. <laughs> Horse 23 wins the race. And I said, that's the difference. We, we, they, that jockey believed in that horse, even though he was in last place. So belief, he had learned techniques of how to learn and how to, how to race and how to come from behind. If that horse had not believed in himself or that jockey didn't believe in the horse, nothing would have ever happened. So I, I think that's the, the bottom line of what we want. Do we have issues having ADHD? Yes, I have, I'm impulsive. I have a hard time staying on track. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quickly getting everything ready for the podcast at the last second. I, I, this wasn't, I, I didn't have it all figured out two hours ago. Uh, <laughs> uh, do I drive my wife and, and my office batty? Yeah, I've got, they all laugh. If they are to give me something, they say, make sure you make a copy because you don't know if you'll ever get it back. Uh, it's just all these different things that I have issues with. Uh, when I wrote my book, uh, I was so excited about it. And my analytical son said, dad, it's a mess. And I <laughs> said, well, fix it and so he rewrote it and it's, it's uh so it's uh it's that those things so i have my strengths but we tend to get branded and our self-esteem goes to our weaknesses um child the other day had three a's and a, and a d so what do you think we say when he when he comes in the office everybody goes so why'd you make the d in math instead of you made three great A's, phenomenal. Let's talk about those. So right. that's what I try to do is I talk about that. So I think that's where our big difference of those, I do have my issues and I do have problems with that, you know, with my attention. Um, I couldn't have written the book without some 
occasionally being on focus medicine. I'll admit that. I also have my own supplements. So those things are needed, but I, I, um, I want people to understand that that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you and there's something bad and, and you need to stay after school. And we, we just got to figure out how does that brain work, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are the, what are some of the typical like career paths or educational plan? You know, actually let's first talk about, you know, kind of with education, you know, it seems like the sort of public school system, at least what I went through, you know, it's, it's very, you know, it'll reward you if you can, you know, sit in one spot, you know, for six, seven hours and stay, you know, keep your mouth shut, listen to the teacher, you know, and that that style might not you know fit everyone, but it seems like the you know the the current sort of educational approach you know is kind of a, a one size fits all sort of cookie cutter approach. Is that sort of a view that that you share? And and if so, you know what uh, you know how could uh, in a child you know with ADHD what you know what could be done differently you know in a school to to sort of support them. Schools luckily are getting better and better at this, but they have a long way to go. The system in a lot of schools themselves are um, not much has changed from the 1800s where you sit in in a classroom and classroom, an old school building. Um, School is copied after it, it really was set up initially to figure out who was good and who was gonna be good in the factory. Uh, you have a factory foreman, the teacher, it's run by a bell, you know, at the end of an hour, you have a bell that goes off, uh, everything, who can sit still and who cannot. So, but things haven't changed. I, I'm the contention, you could teach a lot about math and history, building a brick wall out back with, with kids. So it's, it's trying to figure out other ways of learning. There are a lot of new systems that are out there. There's flip learning where you can go to class uh, to discuss the videos you watched at home last night. Uh, There's some of those. Uh, It's just, if I had an issue with the school system, it's they have these great teachers identified every year, but what those teachers are doing so differently and are so unique, that doesn't filter down to all the classrooms. And the people aren't, the, the teachers aren't trained to how to do that. And, and it's just very difficult. So one teacher's got a classroom of, you know, 30 kids and three of them are acting up. It's just very difficult. Um, I'm against, I, I feel the way to learn. So I was, I really did not like um, mental health and I didn't like neuroscience in uh, med school. And now I'm loving it and, I, and I'm in it. And I'm trying to figure out how does the brain learn? And you know, we learn by repetition and speed. It's not slow. I couldn't learn in a classroom because there's too many distractions. So if, if, the, if the day was over and the teacher said, well, just work quietly at your desk, I can't do it. And that's what's happening now. I feel like there's a lot of quote, dumbing down. So, well, a lot of kids don't have parents at home that can help them with homework. So we're not gonna give them homework. Now, as I say that, sending a child home in kindergarten with two hours of homework or first or second grade, that's terrible on these ADD kids because they're exhausted. They can't sit straight at home. 
there's a lot of fighting going home and arguing, sitting at the table trying to do homework. Nobody's happy. Everybody's against everybody else. And that is not a nice family life, and that is not a way to grow up. So I, I'm against a lot of homework at home also. Right. And how about transitioning to, you know, adults and kind of career paths? You know, I've heard the, um, you know, is there any truth to the, you know, ADHD individuals kind of having more success, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, in a, in a sort of, you know, where, where they're doing a lot of different things and it's, you know, requiring a lot of different, you know, just constantly switching attention rather than, you know, a field that's more maybe school oriented where it's, you know, sit at a desk, work at a computer for eight hours. Yeah. Well, there are two. I, I feel that we turn into whatever it is that we do best. Some people do sit at the computer and can churn for eight hours and that's their mindset. That's how their brain works. I can't do that, but they, they can do that. Um, they're very analytical to me, they're analytical to a fault, but they can't, they can't understand why I'm all over the place. So I'm all over the place to a fault in their world. Uh, they don't understand why I don't do it just this way. Cause this is, this is the, the bottom line of how you're supposed to do it. Uh, I would definitely, I feel that all your top athletes have what we would call fast brain. They, they have to adapt. They have to react quickly. A quarterback's got what, two to three seconds to figure out how to throw the ball 60 yards downfield over changing defenses and changing personnel uh, while, you know, five people are coming trying to knock his block off. The point guard's got X number of seconds to figure it out. Count the number of seconds from getting a rebound to on a fast break to the ball ends up going in the basket the other end. I mean, you're talking three seconds. So there's a lot of speed. How about – there was a book out, uh, Good to Great, by Jim Collins. It was a super book when it came out, bestseller. I didn't like it because I didn't think any of the companies in there, they all followed a, a, a straight line instead of adapting line. He had to write another book because those companies ended up not adapting and they didn't do well. So we are in an adaptive society. And when corporations can figure out, and so I work with a lot of adults in adults in business and they are entrepreneurs and they're all figuring out how to do um, what are the trouble with an ADD entrepreneur attention to detail <laughs> so gets them in trouble so they need a partner that is attention to detail so there's a way to work together so there's the positive and there's the negative but it's our personality traits so do I think ADD people are successful and are they the ones that adapt and change yeah no question about it we're the risk takers. Go to any strip mall in America or any restaurant and find the person running the restaurant. And that, that same person is, uh, they may own One of my good friends, Van Yurt, she's actually even on the back of, of uh, she wrote a little thing for me on my, in my book. She was international restaurant tour of the year last year. International. Has, owns a huge steakhouse in Raleigh. And Every time I go out there, she will bust a table. She will pick up trash from the floor. She will talk to the president of, say, IBM. She will talk, go back in the kitchen, talk to the cooks. She's constantly changing, constantly adapting, constantly moving, and she's there. 
and that's why she's good because that's what her brain is doing rather than oh i own this fancy restaurant and i don't need to do anything you know uh, it'll just come i'm going to sit in the corner we don't know how to do that you don't know how to do that you know you're you're cut your own you said what can i do i'm gonna start podcasting i i gotta do something else and that's what you do because that's how your brain thinks and it's it's if we can get to where society says the yous and me's of the world and the van yours of the world are the are the are they're different than the plow horse we got to support them just as much as we support the plow horse and then drop it all the way back down to the school system then we'll be okay right and speaking of so what are the what are some of the best ways you know as far as uh you know supporting or you know kind of making you know uh helping adhd individuals kind of get you know reach their their potential you know i know you uh talk a little bit on your website about supplements um and i'm curious what else you know as far as you know whether it be sleep or nutrition um, what kind of things do you think make the biggest difference when it comes to, to ADHD? Well, of course, everybody wants a quick fix. Uh, this isn't a quick fix. And there's not a cure. And this, this isn't something I try to tell people. You know, I, I turned 70 this year. I don't want to be cured. This isn't a cure. Uh, but how can I function better in life? Would, would be a way. Um, so I need organizational skills. I need to learn how to organize. I might need an app that helps me organize if I use the app. Trouble is we don't not to use the app. Um, self-help books are out there. Guess who buys all the self? I think 90% of self-help books are bought by 90% of the people. The same people buy the self-help books is what I'm saying. They all are looking for the quick fix to help me. Uh, rather than taking one and, and, and going through it. Um, I, had, I had a bunch of different lists and apps that do lists, and my son said, Dad, just choose one. Pick one and stay with it. <laughs> okay. Um, music is a biggie. Um, I actually tested music in the classroom, and I found that playing a, a real, a really hard, I, I spent a lot of time picking out a particular song, uh, I spent three seconds and found Boogie Wonderland from Happy Feet, and I had kids do a math test. And the way you test a drug is you have them do a math test for, and you do it every hour, how many they try and how many they get right. And you, you give them their medicine, say at eight o'clock, and that's how you test the medicine. And there's a bell curve of how they do. Uh, I did it with music. And with no music, my group, one kid did, he did 34 problems and got four right in the 10 minutes. And then we played Boogie Wonderland and he did 44 problems and got 44 right. Sitting there dancing at his desk across the board, all of the kids that I've tested about 150 now, they all did phenomenal. Uh, so music helps playing music. And you ask people, do you play music when you do your work? Oh yeah. Well, why do you do that? Well, I don't know. It just helps me. It just helps them. Yeah, stay focused. We did find that you can't play rap when you're learning because the beat and the words are at different time and the brain doesn't, can't focus then. If you're not sleeping, I mean, tremendous studies have done whether you're sleeping or not. You and I don't sleep well. We come into work and we tell everybody, oh man, I didn't sleep well last night. So it's almost like, okay, I'm not going to function very well today. What happens when kids don't 
sleep well. They're irritable. They're, they're, um, they don't learn very well. Uh, they fire off. They certainly are more, more fidgety. They can't focus. There's, there's all those issues. So what's the big problem with sleeping? They use their cell phones late at night or they watch YouTube uh, into the 11, 12, one o'clock in the morning, even though they're supposed to be asleep, uh, they're under their covers with that. So we, we've really seen that the, that screen time needs to be off at least an hour, hour and a half before bedtime. And I try to get my, my kids that, uh, I work with not to use any screen time after seven o'clock at night. Uh, it's, uh, it's really a deterrent, uh, to, to try something strange in the household, and that is to read a book together or to sit around and play a game together rather than everybody rushing from one thing to another and cell phone, you can go to sleep, you can go, go watch a movie and then you can go to bed. What about working together as a family? So, so I, and nutrition is huge. Uh, a lot of sugar, get you a sugar high, insulin kicks in, get a sugar low, now you're frustrated and irritable. Uh, I love my Mountain Dew five grams, you know, it's only got, you know, a small bottle's only got 55 grams. It's 11 teaspoons of sugar. <laughs> so, so, and I'm wondering why, why am I having a crash 30 minutes later? Yeah. So you can't do that. Um, you know, you can't have a donut. You can have one occasionally, but try, try taking a bite of one warm donut. The brain, all of it has a dopamine surge and it wants more. Uh, so it's, it's addictive. You have to eat the good things, the good cars. Basically, what do you eat? God didn't make it. It's not good for you. Just bottom line. Uh, and then uh, just kind of keep that. Exercise, huge exercise. Uh, exercise is wonderful. Now, again, a lot of people say, well, we got this program for exercise to cure their ADD. No. All the Taekwondo's in America that are all across, what are they? They are um, ADD uh after school programs is really what they are for all the kids. And it's, uh, and the kids there, they're active, but they also learn self-control, which is really, really neat at, at those types of centers. That's, that's what they're after. It's not whether, what color belt they have, but, uh, but again, exercise will help. And so I use exercise with study. We were taught to study for an hour. No, study somewhere between 15 and 25 minutes max, get up, test yourself, then walk around, take your break, then come back and do it again uh, once, once you get going. And then even in listening and conversation, and I've, I know I've gone way too long with this little blurb, you got 90 seconds. Somebody will listen to you for 90 seconds. After that, they're thinking of something else. So, so I'm going to quit for like a second. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So... Okay, so we touched on some of the some of the lifestyle factors uh, or, or different habits and stuff to to improve that. Tell me a little about you know maybe uh, you know experiences that you've had you know coaching you know clients or, or patients um, as far as you know ones who who've come in and whether that be you know giving them different habits or, or things to follow or you know, just changing their mindset. What, tell me some, uh, some like anecdotal stories that you've, that you've had. Well, uh, every day is, uh, um, we almost have a tear, tear jerker day every day with somebody that's been successful. It's really exciting. Um, 
the uh, uh, I can just go back to the last few days even um, had a boy that was a guy that uh, DF student we we worked hard with him he got his grades up he got into school in New York uh, he texted me and then he said can you can I FaceTime you and I said sure and he shows me he's got a job with a hospitality company in New York and he's also going to school and he's so excited about about his new office and his office it couldn't have been much more than five feet by five feet I mean it was just a desk and a computer and a window and he was so excited and it's his first job he had ever had and it was first desk and so I was all about it he drove in a couple of days now this is years later and he drove into my office uh, actually last week driving a Maserati and had a Brazilian girlfriend and <laughs> <laughs> and he obviously has done extremely well uh, another individual uh, 64295 one of the biggest kids I've ever seen uh, and he, uh, he said, can you help me? And I said, yes. And he was all D's and F's. His junior year when I took him on his, and senior year, his school won the state championship in football. He is on a full ride out in California playing division one ball. Uh, so these are lifestyle changes in people. And so everyone is, uh, and even changing lifestyles, we, every, Every day we'll have kids that have come in, be it five, eight, 12, 15 years of age that were doing poorly. Um, one boy yesterday, um, he lodged a complaint against me because I got mad at him at his previous visit. And I got mad at him because he wasn't trying and his motivation was down. And I challenged him and he came in and said, I didn't like the way Dr. Jim talked to me. And so in this visit, he was making D's and F's no motivation, flunking out. In this visit, he was making all B's and one C. <laughs> Sorry you didn't like tough love, but that's what it is. And I congratulated him like crazy for what he was doing. So, but that's, that's what we do. It's, it's, we see that change and the doctors that take care of the ADD patients and understand that it's a lifestyle change. It's, it's really, uh, it's fun as a physician and it's really fun to see uh, the changes people can make in their whole life. And it's great. Business-wise, my, my adults that I take care of, um, I got countless ones that were coming in and getting ready to get fired or now running their, their division and had three or four raises and all that kind of thing. Um, one individual was in tears because he had, uh, as an adult, he, um, he was illiterate. And we got him help with, with that. And he ended up, uh, he's gotten three raises and bought his first house. Uh, one lady came in, worked for a church, and she was in tears saying, you know, they think I'm all educated because I talk well and I look good. And we got her a college education, and she's gotten a master's degree, and she's going great guns. So the self-esteem that changes and all that is, is really fun, but it all stems from you know, the fact that they're being told you're no good and they didn't, weren't given a pathway. Right. Right. So there may be some kind of a uh, kind of motivation there in terms of, you know, finding, trying to find, you know, something that they're actually going to excel in or, 
you know, just not, not having that where they, they fit in or fit into some box and then they go out and explore and figure out something that they can, they can really excel in. That's cool. So, you know, what's your opinion? I'm curious as far as like with the, the traditional approach, you know, seems to be, you know, stimulant medications as far as treating ADHD. Um, there's been a lot, you know, kind of made out of the, you know, some people say they're over prescribing them now uh, or prescribing them to people, to kids at, at too young of an age. Where, uh, you know, what's your opinion on that? Uh, yes, yes, maybe, no, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so are they overprescribed? Yes, they are. Um, are we giving them to too young a kids? Yes, we are. Do some young kids need something? Yes, they do. Uh, school is, you know, kindergarten. When I was in kindergarten, I don't think I had a desk. They've got, they go to kindergarten from, you know, 8.30 to 2.30 and they have a desk and they have homework. Uh, so it's, it's a different world for the five-year-old, six-year-old. Uh, the boys are two to three years emotionally, developmentally behind the girls. So their ability to read is, is even less. So you've got a girl who at age six can sit down and read a book and sits there at six or seven years of age. And you got a boy at age eight, he's got a learning disability. No, he doesn't have a learning disability. He just hasn't caught up yet to, to what he can do. Uh, he might be able to, and the ADD child and mostly boys, we read staccato, the red dog went to the blue store what color is the store? Mm, green? And you go, well, where'd that come from? And the, I'm trying to guess the answer of what you want, but my words don't flow together. But if you tell me something, oh yeah, he can remember the, he can remember the movie. He can remember everything that that actor said. You know, he can remember the cartoon, boom, and the shows. So if they can remember that, why can't they read and learn? Because it's a different learning path. So we've got to get focused on that. So I think we, we are uh, a lot of times quick to just use medicine. Now, what about counseling and the ADD person? Uh, Russell Barkley, who's a friend of mine, he's, he's the, the guru psychologist in the United States. He, his textbooks of psychology and child psychology, I mean, they're this thick, they're huge books, and he's just brilliant. I was sitting beside him in a meeting last year and he stood up and said, uh, counseling without medication for ADD does not work. So do you need medicine? Yes, you do. Might you need counseling? Yes, 60% of my patients have something else going on. Um, oppositional behavior ideas. Um, I don't think they have an oppositional behavioral disorder, but I think they're definitely oppositional. Their anxiety is off the charts now mainly due to the cell phone and uh, social media and, and people reacting to that. Uh, you have depression is huge. Depression is huge now in my adolescence due to marijuana, believe it or not, because you get the, you get the high and the self-medication and then you get the crash. And then after you're on a lot of marijuana, that crash, the anxiety really overtakes. Anxiety is the worry of what's going to happen to me. Depression is it's already, it's already taking place. So, so that's, uh, so those are the, you know, a lot of other side effects that go on with these kids. And, and uh, uh, there's, 
it's so it's not a simple answer to that. Are we over medicating? Uh, I'm going to put my child on Adderall. Does that mean he's going to be a drug addict? Actually, the studies show that if he's on medication for his ADD, he actually does less substance abuse than those that that aren't, uh, which is pretty fascinating. And it's it's like because you can one, your self-esteem is better. You're successful. Um, you're not needing the self-medication. Um, does marijuana slow you down and help you focus? Yes, it does. But it's got the other side effects to it also. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, one of the things, you know, we didn't touch on yet, uh, as far as, you know, supplements, which have, are there any, you know, either in addition uh, or in replacement of the different uh, medications that you've seen in the research to be particularly effective to treat ADHD? Well, your, your bottom line, you, you talked about research. If you're a supplement, by definition, you really haven't been researched. Uh, a supplement is not FDA approved. And the reason is it takes millions of dollars to get FDA approved, which a lot of times I have no, as a physician, no earthly idea why they delay um, in the cost. You, you just don't need the high cost to, to do it. You do need to go through the studies. Um, supplements uh, are not regulated. So that's the problem, just as well as generic meds are not very well regulated. Um, we've had a problem with even some of the generic drugs. I'll throw out one that we use for ADD, Concerta. There are five different generic companies and a couple of the companies really got into trouble because their meds didn't work. And we would, so one of the things we do is somebody comes in and their meds not working and we'll say, is your pill changed in color? Yes, the drugstore, the the main chain drugstore is now getting it cheaper as another brand of a generic drug because uh, they've gone away from the brand name medications. Uh, so there's a, there's, there's a whole issue of that. The supplement problem, um, there was a show on uh, uh, 2020 or something that was looking at what were the, uh, if you looked at uh, GNC store and all that, for medication supplements, if you pulled one out, what was in the tablet? And only about 15, 20% had in the tablet what they said on the bottle because there's not any governing body that does now. That now they have started to have some good governing bodies that look at the generic drugs and they're saying, no, we, we're, we're behind this and that will help. As far as which, which ones, um, you know, there's a myriad of those on the, on the shelf. Uh, most of them will have caffeine or ginseng in them or something that, that jumps them a little bit. We have a supplement at Fast Brain. It's got stuff called, you know, hygienamine and Shazandrol A. It's got a little caffeine, niacin, L-theanine, all these kind of help. So are there supplements that help? No question about it. Um, but as far as a supplement that is going to replace and uh, and really do um, uh, replace a medication, it there there isn't one. Sure. I, I hate, and I hate people listening, but if most of the people out there, especially the adults, have all had a five-hour shot. And what is a five-hour shot? It helps you focus driving down the road so you can make it home. Uh, helps you get your work done and you focus. So why? Because you're stimulated. Your brain's stimulated. Yeah, that's that's good. 
Yeah. Right. So you're a fan of caffeine when it comes to ADHD. Uh, I don't discount caffeine. I take it. Yes. Um, <laughs> now the energy drinks, I've taken the energy drinks also, and I became blind briefly from some of the energy drinks. And, uh, and one of them called my neurologist who's screaming and yelling at me and had me over in his office doing a, a brain flow scan immediately. But there's no question. And I've gone back and tried the energy drink without anybody knowing it just to sip. And I, I would have the same visual changes. So mm. the problem with some of those energy drinks is the other stuff that's in it. And you're not sure what and you don't know the effect it's going to have on your vessels. So as from a standard this affects me and I can focus better. They're, they're, they're tough. Caffeine is okay, but again, you're going to have a caffeine drop. Are you adding a lot of cream and sugar to your coffee? You know, you don't need that. Just drink the straight coffee. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm a black coffee drinker. Glad you, you, uh, glad you're supporting me. <laughs> I didn't. If you'd asked me last year, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I, I might, might by word only, but uh, yeah, I've gotten myself to where I'm a black coffee drinker now. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And my, if my nurse even thinks I've got an energy drink, she yells and screams at me and throws it away. So. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, cool. Um, any any other stuff that we didn't touch on? You know, as far as um, you know, with ADHD uh, or any of the work that you do? Bottom line is, is parents are, are panicked over their child. Child can't focus in the classroom and teachers cannot tell. So if I'm your child's teacher, I can't say, you know, Johnny's got ADD. Now, every teacher knows this kid can't sit still, but they're not allowed to say that. So what they're going to do, and they just sent out a whole lot of letters in our area this last week, they threaten that your child's going to be retained. And parents are coming into the office. Uh, I had three, three yesterday. They all came into the office with the letter and said, the teacher never told me about this. And it's here it is into February or, you know, and, uh, and they never told me that my child was doing poorly. So parents are, parents are really, are really uh, stressed out. And how do I keep my, child in school, how do I get the better grades? Um, you know, uh, when I got into Clemson, um, my, my class at Clemson, my senior year, I think had 550 people in it. Uh, the Clemson now has, uh, I'm getting ready to go down to be part of their leadership council for the president, uh, uh tomorrow. The, the, uh, 3,400, freshmen for 35,000 applicants. Uh, it's crazy. The nursing school, 187 spots, you need a 4.2 average, and there are 4,000 applicants. So school has gotten tougher with the volume and, and the volume of people. So parents are panicked over, can their child do it and can they succeed? So one of the things we want to help them is help them be the hero help them find where their child is passionate and can do, believe in the child so the child becomes positive self-esteem and teach them how to learn. You and I were taught how to outline. That is not learning. Teach them how to learn. If I have an auditory learning disability, which I do, I bought my notes in med school. My, one of my boys 
he can't learn by reading, so he learns by hearing. He can memorize a song. He could learn four stanzas of a poem that was done over the, um, uh, it was done over the, um, we used a tape recorder. He learned four stanzas in five minutes and I learned two lines. So, I mean, it's just, how do you learn? Get your, figure out how your child learns and go with it. So that's, and I think as an adult realize you're never, um, when I was, uh, um, so I'm, I'm, um, uh, I turned 70 this year. So the only advantage I get to play in the 70 national tennis tournament, there, there is an advantage here. Uh, the, um, uh, Patricia Quinn, I remember it and, and met her and she's written some books on women and ADD. I remember when the Academy of Pediatrics laughed at her saying girls can't have ADD. I remember when they're saying you've got to, you can't have it after age seven. Teenagers don't get it. Adults don't get it. So all that has changed. It, it's just, it's kind of a whole different game. Can you get it later in life? No question about it. Does it change? Yeah, the hyperactiveness tends to go away, but your brain is still active and thinking of other things. You're just not hyper as an adult while you sit there, but you might have trouble focusing. If you're having trouble getting your work done, get somebody, talk to somebody about how to help organize your stuff. And you might need to talk to a physician about some low dose type of stimulant. And, and the way I use a stimulant, when you put on the brakes of your car, you stimulate the brakes, you, you put on the brakes, you stimulate it. And that's what a stimulant does. It stimulates the brakes in your brain. And so that's, that's why. Are there side effects? Yep. I've had them all. Migraine headaches, change my personality, um, not sleep, all that. So do I stay on those medicines? No, I get one that works if I'm going to use that. Yeah. Gotcha. That was a quick summary of all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome stuff. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Poole. Um, if people wanted to find out more about you or your work, uh, where would you direct them? Well, my, I, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but my flipping ADHD on its head just came out and it's now gotten to become a bestseller on Amazon. So the, the wonderful, the wonderful major bookstore of Amazon. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it's also in some of the Barnes and Noble, but um, uh, fastbrainwithtwoeyes.com on the internet. Um, that um, uh, and, and I'll say one thing funny as I went to China and I spoke in China, only the fourth international um, forum ever on children's health in China, just before the uh, virus hit. Matter of fact, I got back just before it started. Uh, and I tell everybody there's a big difference between the Chinese parents and kids than the American. And the answer is they speak Chinese. Uh, <laughs> and that's the only difference. The parents have the same worries. The kids act the same. So it's not an American issue. It's, it's an international issue of the way kids react and the way we grow up and the way our brains are. So just know your child is, is maybe different in another way, but they're fine. And, that's that's a big thing. So, fastbrain.com on the internet, and uh, and then the book Flipping ADHD on its head's kind of got everything that I know tied into it. And uh, I thank you for your time. Appreciate it very much. Absolutely, yeah. And if you guys enjoyed the show today, um, go ahead and uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we're Roscoe's Wetsuit. Um, you can also listen to the audio version of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. 
And also go ahead and follow us on Instagram. We're Roscoe's Wetsuit Podcast. All right, Dr. Poole, thanks so much again. Thank you very much. Look forward All to talking right. to you later. Take care. All right, take care.